Perikei Mishnah Vav Cholatz Vaosa Maimer. We're continuing with one Yavam did more than one act to one Yavama. So why is the Mishnah telling this this to us? We know already. So the Rav says for two reasons. Number one, that when it comes to more than one act, it depends if it was Chalitza or Yibam that was done here. Because if Chalitza was done, then it will not make a difference if Chalitza was the first act, the middle, or the end. But when it comes to Yibim, it will make a difference. Also, we're going to see a machlok between the sages and Rabbi Nechemia. Says the Mishnah, Chalatz. The Yavim went ahead and he performed Chalitza with his Yavama. Now we went ahead and he did one of the following three things. Either, Vaasamayim, he did Maimah with her, Nasangen, who gave her a get, or Vaal, who had relations with her. Oh, Baal, he didn't do Chalitza with her, but he did Yibam with her. He lived with her, he had relations with her. Oh, Baal, he first cohabited with her, and then he did one of the following three things. Either Vaasamayim, either he did Maimah with her, or Vaasan get, gave her a get, Vaasamayim, or had Chalitza with her. So either way, ain't Acha Chalitza Klum. After the chalitza was done, or in the case of the yibum, nothing happens if nothing takes effect afterwards. If let's say he did a mimer afterwards, after the if let's say he did mimer after the chalitza, it has no effect at all and will not need a get. Nothing takes effect. However, says the Mishnah, it depends when the chalitza and the yibum were done. When it comes to chalitza, it makes no difference, bain batchila, whether the chalitza was done at the beginning, before he did any of the other acts. Bain ba'em, so it was done in the middle. For example, let's say he gave her a get, then he performed chalitza, and then maimer. Or bain myself, or at the end, let's say he went ahead, gave a get, then made maimer, and then the chalitza. In all the cases, it makes no difference. Once chalitza is performed, the zika, the bond, is removed completely, and any maimer made afterwards has no effect. You will not need a get for any maimer that's made afterwards. However, when it comes to cohabitation, there's, remember there were two things that could be done on the biblical level, chalitza or yibam. So now we're discussing yibam, meaning that he's having relations with her. Then it depends. If it was done right away, the first act was was cohabitating, then then nothing takes effect afterwards. Since he did yibam with her, there's no bond left at all. And let's say, and therefore, if you cohabited with one widow and then made maimah with the second widow, the first one is his full wife and the second one has no connection at all and will not need a get even though maimah was done. Once yibam is done at the beginning with one widow, everything is done. However, but if it was performed in the middle, for example, let's say he gave a get, gave her a get, then he cohabited with her and then made maimah with all of herself. Or let's say it was at the end. Let's say he first gave her a get, then he gave him, made, did Maimah with her, and then he cohabited with her. Then Then there's something after it, meaning an act that takes place after that could still take effect. For example, let's say he made Maimah afterwards with one of the other widows. Then it will take hold and he'll need a get from, she'll need a get from him. Why? He went ahead, he did Yibum to the first widow, but it wasn't done at the beginning. It was done after a get or Maimah. Then the mimer to the next widow will take effect to need a get. Why is that? The reason is, as mentioned earlier, because an earlier Mishnah, because it's considered a flawed yibum. A flawed yibum doesn't completely remove the bond. And therefore, even from the second widow, a mimer will necessitate a get. Why is it a flawed yibum? Because he mentioned that even though, according to the Torah, once he had relations with her, they're completely married, yibum. But rabbinically, he wasn't allowed to marry her because since he gave her, he wasn't allowed to live with her since he gave her a get or did mimer. He's not allowed to have relations with her and do yibum. Therefore, it's considered a flawed 
yibum, a flawed yibum, still has some, we say there's still some bond left over, and therefore if he does something afterwards, it will take effect. Our example was where he did maimah uh, um, with the second widow, she'll have to get a get. And let's say he gave, a, and let, another example, let's say he gave a get to one widow, and then he cohabited with the second one, and then made maimah with the third widow. So be forbidden even to the relative of the third one, and must give her a get also. Also, similarly, if he gave a get to one, made maima with a second, then cohabited with either of them, and then did maima with a third widow, that maima will take effect, and he would become forbidden to her relatives. But we're going to see if Nehemiah argues in this. And Nehemiah holds, no. Just like Chalitza makes no difference if it took place in the middle, the beginning, or the end, Either way, there's nothing after Chalitza, because that breaks the bond also. Yibam also breaks the bond, and no such thing as a flawed Yibam. Even though, according to the sages, he wasn't supposed to live with her. I mean, after doing a get or maimer. Nechem no. Achaz be'ilav, achaz Chalitza, whether it was cohabitation, or whether it was Chalitza, bein batchila, bein be'emtza, bein be'emtza, by both of them. Yibam or Chalitza, having relations or doing Chalitza, whether it was at the beginning, as the first act, bein be'emtza, or the middle, bein be'emtza, or at the end, there's nothing afterwards because the Nehemiah holds that the rabbis were not strict regarding a flawed cohabitation. They said even though it's flawed because he wasn't supposed to do it, but it won't have any effect and therefore it completely erases the Yibam Ban just like Chalitza does.